You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, how's California doing today, sir? Well, it is certainly ready for the arrival of the Dallas Cowboys to uh, destroy one of their native sons uh, on their way into the playoffs. We'll see. The funny thing, the interesting thing that's happening on Twitter is the conversation of, like, what percentage of fans at the game are going to be Cowboys fans. And and I will say that there is a – for for those of you that don't know, there is a legitimately strong fan base out here in Los Angeles for the Cowboys, almost so that I would say that it rivals how many – at least Charger fans there are in Los Angeles. So, uh, yeah, it should be interesting to see how well we turn out on Saturday. Yeah, I think Vivid Seats was projecting like 30% Cowboy fans, but that's only based on people buying tickets from like the Texas area and doesn't include people like in California that are yeah, Cowboy fans. Exactly. So yeah. I, I would say there's, I mean, please correct me if I'm wrong, but there's a good chance it's at least 50, 50. If vivid is saying that 30% of the tickets are being bought outside of California, then I would say it's definitely going to be 50, 50 because I would, I mean, you have to think that if we're talking about the total of people that are going to this game, 20% of them have to have to be, have to be another twenty percent. Have to be in-state Cowboys fans. I mean, there are just so many of them, and especially in California, like it's a big state. So all up and down the coast, people making the trip down, uh, and then uh, you know, just a large contingency inside Los Angeles itself. Uh, before we begin our preview for the, the Cowboys Rams game, just wanted to kind of touch on the weather. I've kind of heard some reports that the that it might be a little rainy on Saturday. Have you heard anything about how the weather might be for that game? It's I mean, it's shocking as someone who lives here. It, the it has been raining quite a bit lately, especially considering we've gotten almost no rain for the last, I don't know, 2 years. Uh so uh <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, uh, you know, looking at it, it, it I'm seeing more of a of a partly cloudy kind of situation, but I, I hopefully not rain. I mean, I'm thinking that it's it's more just going to be not uh, maybe a little bit colder than the typical uh, Southern California football game, you know. So I, well, I, 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 would, would rain hurt the Cowboys? Well, if it's a rainy, uh, muddy game, is that is that necessarily a bad thing for Dallas? Not necessarily, no. And 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 I'll tell you this: the other element of that is that they're playing in the Coliseum, which notoriously does not necessarily have the most uh, well kept field at all the time. So and, and sure, and a, a lot of that uh, you know notoriety comes from having to share it with USC during the college football season. But uh, it is an older field; it is grass, so it, it'll be interesting to see if it does rain. Uh, what kind of effect that might have, uh, positive or negative, for either team. All right, let's go ahead and jump into our preview. I want to start with the Rams offense. Uh, as we know, one of the most talented offenses in the NFL. They've got playmakers all over the field. They've got an excellent offensive line. Um, let's go ahead and start there. Uh, the Rams offensive line this year, I think they have all five offensive linemen have started all 16 games. Um, that's an absolutely incredible thing to have happen in today's NFL 
Uh, they're led by Andrew Whitworth, their left tackle. Rob Havenstein, their right tackle, was a guy that I liked coming out of Wisconsin. How do you think the Cowboys' defensive line matches up with the Rams' superior offensive line? Well, I, I, I think the defensive line matches up well if they are able to get this offense into a one-dimensional mode. I, I think if the, the Rams are allowed to be two-dimensional and, and – uh, you know, balance, run, and pass. I, I think this offensive line is very difficult to play against because they will wear on you. Uh, and and you know, Whit- Whitworth and Havasin are huge tackles uh, that mm. want to you know lean on you, want to beat you up. They want to, and they, but they want to keep you guessing because uh, if they get into a situation where they got a uh, you know pass set over and over and over again, that's where I really like our our advantage. Um, I, I think that you know they're not turnstiles by any stretch of the imagination. These are two of the better uh, pair of offensive tackles in the league. But I, I think the strength comes for this offensive line comes from the idea that uh, it. It needs to be a balanced group. It needs to be a, 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 a group that wants to run and pass the ball because if they have to, uh, if you know what's coming, if, if they have to, they're getting after you, if, if the defensive ends are allowed to bend their ears back and, and just go after these guys, I like the matchup of Randy Gregory against Whitworth, who's a, kind of an older tackle, uh, and Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, I mean, I think he can tangle with Rob Havenstein uh, all day on – going either way but specifically if they're you know in past sets if we're coming after them over and over again i actually think that this is quite a good matchup for uh, the cowboys uh, offensive line sure. defensive line versus their offensive line all right let's talk a little bit about the rams playmakers at wide receiver and tight end uh no cooper cup in this game was injured earlier in the season they haven't really been able to replace him but they still do have weapons on the outside Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods are a fantastic one and two combo. Woods is more of your route runner type of guy. Cooks has your long speed. They've been using Josh Reynolds a little bit in the slot. Uh, Gerald Everett is a highly, highly athletic tight end. He's about 230 pounds, runs in a four fives. Tyler Higby is more of your traditional tight end. How do you think the Cowboys defensive backs and linebackers kind of match up with the Rams skill players? You know, I think the Cowboys have an athletic group, and that that certainly helps because these guys are all athletes who can run. Even Woods, who's a, a you know more of a technician type, uh, he's a decent athlete. So uh, I, I think the key is to keep Everett and Cooks, specific and Reynolds, in front of you, just making sure they're not getting behind the defense for sneaky big plays uh, per usual. But uh, the the good thing here is that uh, the Cowboys are have been good recently about keeping everything in front of them, rallying to tackle to the ball. And I think that's where uh, they'll be able to, to kind of keep these guys contained as much as this team can be contained. Um, and, and I think, you know, it really is all going to come down to how, you know, making sure they're not scoring long touchdowns, make them get down to the red zone, and then let's play this whole thing out in the red zone because sure. uh, that's going to be the difference in this game. This, the Cowboys' defense is one of the top red zone defenses in the NFL, and the Rams, surprisingly, are not fantastic uh, in that area, um, but but they get there a lot. So I think that was one of the things that Talking Cowboys had talked about earlier in the week. But I, I think that what's interesting is that you know the matchups because they lose the space down there, um, because they lose all that extra area for them to create 
more space for themselves. Things get a little bit tighter, and then the athleticism shows up a little bit more. Uh, and I think that's where the Cowboys are able to take advantage. I think the perfect example of that is the playoff game they had last year with Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta kind of kept everything yes. in front of them forced them to convert in the red zone and you saw Jared Goff really struggle there. It, it, I mean, that's a, that's kind of what the Cowboys defense is. They're a bend but don't break defense that gets in the red zone and they try to get a lot of pressure on the quarterback. So you would think that the the Rams offensive style actually matches up pretty good pretty well with what the Cowboys want to do, right? Yeah, and actually, I mean, I tweeted out that a link to that Pro Football Reference page of the of the game book for that game because I think it's a pretty good you know, roadmap to what you want to do, right? I mean, you've got the Rams on a on a break. They're coming off a bye. They haven't played in two weeks. Todd Gurley, who's going to be the key to this game, frankly, hasn't played since well before Christmas. So uh, I think the idea is that you try to keep it all in front of you. Don't let any, allow any big plays up front. Uh, make them work for everything and keep the game close uh, with your defense. You know, allow them to come down the field, uh, but then stopping them in the red zone, eliminating their points of opportunities. Uh, and then you know, on offense, you know, we'll talk about what they got to do, but I think you know it's complimentary football. Again, you're limiting this this offense's opportunities and when they get in the red zone you have to find a way to keep them out so before we go to our break just really quickly you touched on Gurley not playing since Christmas the Rams really haven't played since Christmas I mean they, they've had they have one game that you know they I think they played the 49ers whatever um, is this you know being that they've had now basically two weeks off is this a game where the Cowboys try to steal in the first quarter, try to be super aggressive to try to get an early lead, kind of similar to what Green Bay did to the Cowboys back in 2016? I, I mean, I think it's it's possible, um, I, I, but I, I think that you know this is one of those things where even great teams, you know, they 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 can lose that edge. You know, they can they can take time off, and and things are. You know, just they don't run as smoothly, or like what you just talked about, they've been playing football but kind of going through the motions those last three weeks. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that is a thing. And, and honestly, I, I mean, I think a lot of Rams fans will tell you that that was uh, what kind of a portion of what happened uh, uh, last year. So, is that they just came out flat and then didn't seem to, uh, you know, ever kind of recover. So, uh, look, I, I, I think that there is definitely. Uh, several paths to victory for the Cowboys if if they can make it happen. And most of them seem to, uh, you know... Most of them seem to include a a slow start, a, a, sl- a slogging start. Again, this whole game is going to come down to can the Cowboys, uh, and this is what I talked about with the, the crossover pod, this is, the whole game is going to come down to can the Cowboys keep this a close game in the fourth quarter? Because if they can get into the fourth quarter within a touchdown, either with a lead or a down, uh, I like the Cowboys' chances of winning in, at, at the end of the game uh, because I, I, I don't know that that's, necessarily Goff's game, you know? Yeah. And so I, I trust Dak way more than Goff doing that. So the Cowboys really just need to keep this game close, go into the fourth quarter, and then honestly, I think it's a coin flip who can win. All right, let's pause and we'll take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll talk about the Cowboys offense against that talented Rams defense. You know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for my advice. Usually it's what team to bet on this week. The truth is, I don't always know who's going to win. 
But if you think you know, you've got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. They have been in the business for years. They have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. Lay down some cash and win big today. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that has been good to me in the past, and that's why I'm urging you guys to make your way to my bookie. You win and they pay. It's that simple. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet on the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each week. If you join now, MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to activate that offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's MyBookie. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, Landon, the story of this game is going to be how can the Cowboys block Aaron Donald Michael Brockers, and the Dominican Sue up front. Uh, now, the Rams' defense statistically has not been as good as what everybody anticipated. Uh, Wade Phillips is obviously the defensive coordinator there. They've got a lot of talent at cornerback, at pass rusher. But do you think the Cowboys can have success against this defense? I do. I mean, I, I think that you know, you've know you seen other offenses have success despite the fact that Aaron Donald is alive and is a player for them. <laughs> and I, right. I mean, he's, I mean, he is absolutely you know, maybe the best player player in football I, I don't know that I'm not here to argue against Aaron Donald's greatness you know I, I think that was that's a foolhardy to pretend like he isn't uh, a dominant player I, I think that for the Cowboys it's gonna have to be a combination of things they're gonna need to you know work him double team him chip him you know run away from him run at him you know I, I think that you, you kind of have to find a way to play your game plan uh, and just make you know some slight adjustments to, to help you know, Connor Williams out with him on pass positions, slide protection over his way. You know, I think the Cowboys are probably more uh, you know, better positioned to provide Connor Williams uh, some double team help with Looney and allow the rest of your guys to single block their their guys and still feel pretty comfortable about it. And um, you know, as, as one of the things I mentioned on the Crossover podcast is if you do something like that, you, you put Smith on Fowler and, and Martin on Sue and Brockers, you know, if, whoever's lining up outside uh, against Collins. I, I think that that's, you know, uh, uh, a good matchup. The, the the matchup you worry about is still Donald versus two blockers. So, uh, right. you know, I, I think I think that they have ways of doing this. Uh, you, you know, part of you is just likely going to need to consign to the fact that resign to the fact that he may blow up a driver too. And so you just need to be aware that uh, you, you got to know where he is and, 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 but you also have to find a way to balance that with continuing to run your offense and not get so distracted with how to deal with him that, you know, it actually takes away from the scheming that you're doing for the, for the larger part of the defense. Those are all excellent points on Aaron Donald. One of the things I want to talk about with the Cowboys offense is uh, at slot receiver. Cole Beasley has been, uh, he's a huge part of the Cowboys offense. Uh, the Rams defense this year has really struggled to stop teams uh, in 11 personnel. I think they're giving up close to six yards per carry when teams are using 11 personnel on them. If Cole Beasley is out or limited in this game, how much do you think that's going to affect the Cowboys offense? 
Uh, I think it, you know, it affects them the fact that they can't use coal specifically, but I, I think that they can still get plenty of great production out of the slot. I mean, they have several players that that play that can play there well, and including Cooper. You know, I think we saw a little bit of Cooper in the slot, and he had some success in this last game. And I think a little a little bit more of that won't hurt. And, and you know, Tavon Austin, I'm sure, is anxious to get into this game and uh, make some noise. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I'm not trying to downplay Beasley at all because I I'm hoping very. Very, very much that he's going to be in this game and uh, be able to do things, uh, but they will still be able to get some production out of the slot position uh, if it's there, and even if Beasley's not there. Uh, I, you know, Jarwin is another person who, unlike last week, didn't have isn't having to deal with all pro linebackers. Uh, now he's dealing with quite a bit less than that. So look for Jarwin to make some hay in the middle of the field as well. And Jarwin's been a guy that's missed the last two practices. If he can't go, I expect to see a little bit more Schultz, maybe a tad more of Rico, but just something to monitor. Um, in this game, Dak Prescott, how he, we've seen how much he can he can do as a runner. Um, with the the Rams really struggling to stop the run, especially from the linebacker position, do you expect the Cowboys to maybe use his legs a little bit more to to get some production in the run game? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, especially with some of the zone read stuff, if like, you know, just conceptually, if you think about it, like that, what that allows too is that that allows Tyron Smith to come down and blo- down block on Aaron Donald, uh, which, and then, you know, you're letting Fowler or whoever the defensive is free to be the read, right? So I, I think things like that, I mean, you know, you know, crack blocking some, uh, maybe even wham block stuff. You know, I think stuff that gets your guys on the move, uh, that traps the their defensive line uh, inside, um, stuff like the you know, getting Dak Prescott outside in in, in the po- out of the pocket um, with a rolling pocket, a moving pocket. All that stuff is good for uh, for avoiding the defensive line and putting pressure on what you talked about, which is clearly the weakest part of this defense is their second level uh so i think yeah anything that involves exploiting that uh that group behind the the defensive line uh i I think the cowboys will do it and and yes i think running dak prescott uh will be a part part of that not not you know i'm not expecting him to get 10 carries but i think that especially if like you said out of 11 personnel i think you like the matchups because of who is eventually going to be the person uh trying to make these tackles you feel like you can get your front five blocking up their four and then you've got to deal with their linebackers and safeties. And, and I feel like that's something, uh, a matchup that the Cowboys can take advantage of. Really quickly, are you worried about any of the Rams' edge rushers? Um, Dante Fowler, I mean, gives you something every once in a while. But uh, no, not really, especially against Tyron Smith. I mean, Smith had such a great game last week, and, and I feel like he's a lot healthier than he has been at different points of the season. So um, uh, no, I'm not like... Not like right. Aaron Donald, right? Yeah, I, I'm not really worried about Dante Fowler on Tyron Smith. I think I think they'll be okay there. All right, let's go ahead to and do our predictions for the sh- uh, the game on Saturday night. Favorite part of the show, Landon. Who <laughs> do you have winning this game and why? Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm going to pick the Cowboys because I know you're going to yeah. pick the Rams. Why do you have no idea who I was going to pick? I, yeah, this, sure. <laughs> Sure, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I'm gonna pick. I on, listen. I honestly believe Cowboys have a, a a good shot here because I do think that this actually 
there's several things here that line up well for the Cowboys. One, uh, this is not as much of a road game like we've mentioned up front as as right. it as a lot of other road games, especially New Orleans, would be. Uh, so the fact that the Cowboys are playing in, in a pretty friendly environment that, uh, as far as away <laughs> stadiums are, uh, I think is beneficial. Um, two, I do also think that this time off uh, is a double-edged sword for the Rams, especially a team that was as hot as they were. They took their pedal off, they took their foot off the pedal a little bit, uh, and, you know, they're offense kind of sputtered into the second I mean they they scored a bunch of points at different times but it it definitely was not lights out like they were before Cooper Cup's injury Uh, and especially since uh, Gurley has has been out for an extended period of time I I think there's a real opportunity for them to come out flat and if they do that could be real trouble for them because that plays right into what Dallas wants to do I think if I think if Dallas gets into the fourth quarter like I said, with this game within one touchdown either way, they're in a good spot to win this game. And I would say that it probably could even be a 50-50 chance they win this game if they get into the fourth quarter within a score. Um, so I, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to predict the Cowboys win 28-24. See, I think this, like you, I think this is a coin flip game. And that is in itself something that's incredible to even comprehend where the Cowboys were at this season and where the Rams were at the Rams were what seven and oh eight and oh at one point in time and we're we're calling this a coin flip game uh that is incredible um I I think the Cowboys match up well I want to see what the health of Cole Beasley is because I think that's really going to make a difference in this game they're just a, a much better team when Cole Beasley's making plays in the middle of the field However, I'm going to just, because it's a coin flip, I'll take the Rams at home. Uh, they've got a lot of talent on both sides of the ball. Again, I expect it to be a pretty close game. I would be shocked if this is a blowout either way. But I'll pick the Rams, we'll say, 27-21. to 21. Um, All right, that's it. Go ahead, Dylan. I, I knew you want to comment and make fun of me. No, no. Actually, I was uh, I'm, I'm surprised, first of all, that... You pick the Rams. Uh, second of all, I, I, that's I mean, what I what I said to, uh, on the crossover podcast, and I, I I think he kind of agreed is that I, I would rank the scenarios like most likely Rams win by a little bit, second most likely just underneath it Cowboys win by a little bit, and then the third most likely scenario is a is a Rams blowout. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, that, and I, I think, think that's, that, right. that's the order, you know. If, but the Cowboys need to avoid that third option uh, and and to keep it a fifty fifty game going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, I think I think you're right there. I think I think this is just going to be a close game up until late, late in the fourth quarter. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Lockdown Cowboys. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We will see you guys next time and enjoy the game. <laughs>